Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. We got Chris Embry in studio with us. We got Doc Parks helping out there with the production side of things. I appreciate all our listeners bearing with me this morning. I have a little bit of a, I guess you would say, raspy voice. Yeah. But Long night? You know, partying, I, I actually I woke up yesterday with with a little bit of a sore throat. Isn't that the worst? It is. I, I taught um, two hours of kids' jujitsu classes yesterday morning, and then let you do that. <laughs> yep. Yes. Then I, I I did call a Hard Rock MMA card last yeah, night in yeah. Shepherdsville at the Paraquet Convention Center. So I called twelve fights. Wow! On top of that, I just kind—I'm kind of a chatty Kathy. Yeah. Have you noticed that? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think more you like to hear yourself talk. I love hearing Hence myself talk. The own radio show. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Where you talk about nothing for two hours once a week. Yeah. You know. On top of that, even though I had a, a sore throat last night, I, I recorded myself singing a Taylor Swift song, <laughs> and I just watched it before we started the show. Yeah. Lots to talk about this morning. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, let me check here. It looks like you, you sent me some topics. Let me review these topics. You said, oh, my God, Steve, did you mean to send me that? It's basically a nude you sent me. It, it's close <laughs> to one, not a full one, but it was on, you look, a, it was on an accident. You look great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Chris, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Had a great time last night, man. Oh, Chris got to join us at Hard, Hard, HRMMA 105 at the Paraquet Convention Center. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I'm... Dead serious when I say that's probably the best show I've been to. Production value for Shepherdsville is always very high. On top of that, just great fights. Yeah. Back to my Absolutely. picture, Kelly. Yeah, um, you look good. I mean, you look great. I go to the. You got no- a, a tattoo of a moose. You got hey, a tattoo of some don't lips. Get, don't get too personal, okay? But okay. I go to the Northeast YMCA with okay. uh, one of my good friends. You know him well. His name is uh, Devin. And when he doesn't go. Sometimes I send them pictures of myself flexing to make them feel jealous. Does that work? Maybe not jealous, but like, think, hey, I got a pump going right now. You missed out, buddy. Do you think that motivates him to uh, get back into the I, gym? I think it does. So really, I'm helping others. You are a heterosexual male. You have a wife. How does yes. your wife feel about this? Um, uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Does she feel uncomfortable about it? And usually, yeah, she doesn't care about that stuff. But she thinks. What do you so mean weird. usually? There's a precedent. I mean, <laughs> you, what, are you, what are you referring to I'm here, just, Steve? She thinks it's a little weird. You you said the verbiage there was usually I mean, she doesn't mind that type of stuff. There's some you know, kind of a precedent. She's a uh, free thinking, easy going. You know, not too much really bothers her. But she's not into you sending provocative photos. photos no what if obviously if you sent them to females that'd be really bad yeah i'd say so but to men it's not as bad apparently yeah okay <laughs> wow all right hey but the uh there's a football game tonight there is a football game tonight the <clears throat> matchup between the new england patriots and the rams yep. and dominican sue aaron donald i think that's the storyline right there because when Tom Brady has lost in the Super Bowl previously. What is it? Justin Tuck, Michael Strahan, Osio yep. Minora, uh, guys who can really get in there and, and cause trouble for Tom Brady. Absolutely. From the defensive front. That kind of seemed like the one area that you you could have a chance to beat the Patriots if you had a decent pass, pass rush. But with that said, the Eagles last year, um, there wasn't any defense played in that game. So... 
Um, you know, still a chance if they don't get a pass rush. Oh, right? certainly a chance. Certainly a I chance. Think, I think the Eagles, they were successful just because Doug Peterson is such a good play caller. And now you have Sean McVay, who's who's a great play caller, too. I, I think they have a solid chance to. NFL awards were handed out. I believe it was, was it yesterday? Yes. Yeah, yesterday. Yep. Mahomes uh, didn't really surprise many people that Mahomes was named the MVP. My question uh, regarding Mahomes is, is he another, I don't want to say flash in the pan, but what kind of staying power does he have? I'll draw a parallel for a local team here in southern Indiana. A few years ago, I was thinking this about Andrew Luck. I think he threw 45 touchdowns. I know Luck won comeback player of the year, and he's not done by any means. But Mahomes just put together statistically one of the best offensive seasons ever for a quarterback. Yep. I mean, he definitely has staying power, man. For sure. Is it Andy Reid? Um, he's got Alex the arm Smith. talent. Alex he Smith got, put up big numbers. He's kind of like Aaron Rodgers, where he has that freaky arm talent, and he's mobile. Um, you could draw some other parallels between he and Aaron Rodgers, sitting out a little bit prior, uh, during yeah. his NFL tenure, right? Yeah. A little uh, bit of mobility. Uh, Andy Reid is a big part of it, but did you see that uh, nine people voted for Drew Brees for the MVP? Over Mahomes, um, that's ridiculous. That is crazy. They should take those guys. I mean, it wasn't. It's subjective, the stat, Steve. The stats weren't even close. No, no, because they were they voted for Breeze like it was all time achievement award. That, you know, that's what you think. Yeah, that's what it was. How else would it be? Look at their numbers. Because uh, when you evaluate, if we're comparing Troy Aikman versus. Dan Marino, this intangibles matter, and you don't necessarily have to put up self-serving statistics in order to be valuable, do you? What does the term value mean, Steve? Okay, but I know you're, you're on your high horse sending nudes to everybody and their brother and their, and their, the and their male era. cousin. It's the same era, right? Um, they both probably had the same around the same record. Okay. Uh, Breeze didn't have any other stats that surpassed Mahomes in any way whatsoever. It's just people don't like giving MVPs to young players. Okay. That's what I, in my opinion. If you look at the numbers, Mahomes' season was truly extraordinary. Yeah. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you this morning. Like I said, we got plenty to talk about. Steve, you pointed out that yesterday in the college basketball landscape, they had Louisville, Kentucky, and IU all lined up so someone sitting on their couch could sit and watch all three of them. Yep. Louisville lost. That happens. That's a talented team they lost to. I think they lost by 10. Uh, yeah, they were, they got down big at one point. I think they were down 17. If, if I, I'm pretty sure. Chris. We all agree that up to this point, the Louisville Cardinals have exceeded preseason expectations. Uh, yeah, what were they picked to finish? Like 11th? In the ACC? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Worth mentioning that the, the Louisville women's team, I know that's not a ratings driver. It's not. Uh, and, and my man, Dugan Ryan, who we are very fortunate to be on the air courtesy of, and Ryan Media, uh, when I have do have conversations with him, he's so supportive. We get to talk about whatever the hell we want to on the air here for two hours every Sunday. But one recurring theme I do hear is play the hits. Women's basketball is not playing the hits. No, you're right. But what they did the other day is they beat 
UConn. They knocked off Goliath, and they set a record for the biggest attendance ever for a female basketball game. Biggest win in women's basketball history for Louisville. It was amazing win. So, I mean, if if that's a, a, a indicator, who knows? This could be Louisville's year where they win the, the national championship for women's basketball. Yeah, that would be big. Is that going to get you very I'll excited, fo- Steve? I'll focus more probably. On your, your own photos, no, sending your photos no, to your no, buddies? No, no, no. When, when probably like the Final Four comes around with okay. women's basketball, right? Okay. I'm just being honest with you, Kelly. I appreciate that. That's what I'm asking um, for. Yeah. Lowell yeah. might have to pay a little extra money to keep that coach. He's really um, going to be a hot commodity. He he already was, but yeah. but that win right there, he, that puts him over the top, and uh, I think he could <laughs> – but land any job he wanted. Now, I'm not saying he's going to leave. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying he has the opportunity. Yeah. Um, women's college basketball, it's easy for me to kind of draw comparisons, okay? Back when men's basketball was in the 70s with UCLA and they had uh, Lou Alcindor and, and Bill Walton, okay, there wasn't as much parity in the world of college basketball, okay? Right. So I think women's basketball is – in a stage somewhat similar to that right now, okay? I don't see long-term, and I know you're not suggesting that he is going to, Yeah. but that's what you do is you build legacies, and what better place really to build legacies? We've already proven the NCAA is a farce, so you don't have to worry about any of that. You think they're playing, let's be honest, do we think they're paying female players? You know, I don't know. I I wouldn't put it past them. UConn has landed. They, They should probably pay him at least a little bit under the table, right? I would think so. If you want to be fair across the board, you got to dish that money out on that side also. Uh, we already know what's happening on the men's side. You got to be blind not to know that. The female side of the game, there's not as many stars, but you still have, uh, you know, some big time recruits come in every year. And but but the thing is, UConn really don't have any uh, body to fight over or fight with over these players. So they pretty much get the pick of whoever they want. So we want to drive the ratings for the weekend sports buzz. We want good ratings. We want our callers. We want the truth. We want Carolina Steve. We want Blue. We want Brian the Insider. We want Marcus. We want Mike, Kevin, the guys who've called in over the years. We want them to call in. I don't know that women's basketball is driving those type of callers. Yeah, just being honest. Not being anti- (laughs) You know, anti-anything. Um, Today's Super Bowl Sunday. We're on once yes. a week. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And you should hit on Louisville lost um, by 10 at home against North Carolina. I was trying to go to the game. I, I just didn't get around to it. But uh, Kentucky, um, big comeback win in Gainesville, right? Down 11 in the second half. Ended up winning by 11. They went on a 34-12 run at the end of the game. Um, if you play... Talent's just going to win out, Kelly. I've been saying it all year. They're just longer, right? More athletes. Uh, it seems like, in my opinion, Chris, I think Hero's kind of the X factor, right? If he gets going, they, they're they just tough to beat. Yeah. And, you know, I could just see that coming term- tournament time. You have, you know, P.J. Washington and Johnson and Hero going, you're going to be tough to beat. That's just. Yeah. I, I, I think really what. Turned this team around was Ashton Hagens. Uh, he's um, definitely out there creating a lot of trouble uh, for the opposing point guard. He's stealing 
the ball at a high rate. He's turning the ball over. Uh, well, not he's not turning the ball over, but he's yeah, turning the other guy over quite a bit. Uh, a lot of deflections. So, you know, the uh, fact that Quade Green left, it opened up that spot for him, and I think it worked out great. And you're right, there's uh, any given day you can have a uh, player – go for 20 you know there's probably five guys six guys that can do that so that's a uh, very very good for this team Chris preseason you predicted Kentucky would win the national championship how are you feeling about that prediction yes uh I think it's going to uh I, I still stick with that absolutely okay. we'll have to wait and see du- Steve Duke's yes. looking good I know you and your wife you don't wear the hat of being a Duke fan but I know you <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, you guys like to see Duke basketball do well. Um, my wife does. I'll tell you what I like, though, is superstars. Okay. Right? If you're going to get me to watch a college basketball game, then I'm not completely invested again. What better than a guy that can hit his head on the rim, right? Uh, when he's when he's dunking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when Duke's on, I'm I'm nine times out of ten I'm watching it, and ESPN does a wonderful job at just making everything about Zion Williamson. But hey, what it, you know? What are they supposed to do? He's he's pushing ratings. He's got the flashy dunks. He's scored over twenty five points ten times this year. Wow! I mean, that's that's a bit absurd, right? Early in the season, people were saying R.J. Barrett is the best player on that team. Have we put that to rest? Um, Let's look at the box score from yesterday. Yeah, I, I think Barrett Zion had fifteen like, points and fourteen rebounds, whereas Zion Williamson had six rebounds. 29 points. Yeah, Zion was, 13, was the best on the team. Zion was 13 of 17 from the field. Yeah, some some NBA GMs might look at it like Barrett has more upside in the NBA, but I think you'd be pretty dumb to draft him ahead of him. Uh, yeah, so if they're on, I'm going to watch them. They're an exciting team. I, t- I don't. They really don't have the depth, you know, like, say, Kentucky has, which can make it a— Just because we don't see it. Doesn't mean they don't have it. I, mean, I bet they got five stars all up and down the bench, don't they? I'm no, you know, I'm no recruiting guru. Chris? Yeah, I know they have at least uh, two guys on the bench. Uh, I think the la- a guy's last name is White. Uh, he's he's really good. Uh, he can hit threes. You know, typical Duke player. Uh, if they had a substantial injury, you, you you would imagine somebody would step up. I don't know that they'd fill the shoes. But they're, they're just not as deep. They're not deep. They're okay. really not. Uh, but they do have a few guys they can bring in. But if they had multiple injuries, it would definitely knock them down a rung. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man Brian, the insider, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to everybody. Same to you, Brian. I know you've got plenty to talk to us about this morning. What do you have for us? Well, you know, great atmosphere in uh, in the Yum Center yesterday for the Cardinals game, and kind of reminded me of when they played Kentucky uh, in the Yum Center. You know, they they just don't have the horses when they re- when they play really talented big teams. North Carolina, I've seen them play four or five times this year. That was the best they played, in my opinion. They're they're really coming together, and uh, they're they're a long. Uh, athletic, a lot of five stars on the team. Uh, one of the guys I heard him say was the MVP of the uh, McDonald uh, All-Star game last year. But uh, uh, it was a gutsy effort to get it within 10. But uh, the Cards are having a real nice year. They just don't have the the, the talent yet. 
I think I think after next year's recruiting class, they'll be able to compete a little bit more, a little better against some of the some of the elite teams that get the elite players. But uh, to keep it within ten, uh, you know, was was as good as they could have done yesterday. Uh, nice crowd. They got twenty thousand. Two nice crowds in a row. The uh, the I don't know if you guys saw it. The Louisville women uh, when they played UConn the other night got over seventeen thousand, which was a record for women's basketball this year. So, uh, busy Yum Center. Congratulations to the Cats. I thought that was a uh, hard fought. Uh, would they go on like a thirty to four run at the end of the game? Uh, it's never easy winning conference games on the road. Florida's down a little bit, but uh, uh, it was a nice comeback. The Cats are playing, as I said last week, as well as anybody in the country, and could really make a, le- a, a real deep run this year. And uh, I think that they. Uh, really playing themselves into a number one seed. It'll be interesting when they play Tennessee uh, because probably just one one seed will come out of the SEC. So that's really shaping up nice. And uh, the Cats are really playing really playing good basketball. Hey, Steve, I wanted to tell you, I'm excited. Uh, it's Derby time. And as you guys know, I love the Kentucky Derby and all the prep races that leads up to it. But yesterday they had a big prep race at the Gulfstream Park, uh, the Holy Bull, named after one of the great – uh, runners in the last 20 years, Holy Bull turned out to be a great sire. The Holy Bull was won by a 29 to one long shot, and I love this name, guys. And Steve, you're going to love it, Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah, Harvey Wallbanger, the famous drink, drink vodka, orange juice, and has a little bit of a another kind of a uh, yeah, like a liqueur that kind of gives it a different color. Uh, 29 to one. Uh, Kenny McPeak out of Lexington, and uh, I don't know, I, I'm speculating, but maybe this year the drink of the Derby for the first time in its 145 years won't be the mint juleps. Maybe this year it's the Harvey Wallbanger, guys, just throwing that out there. But, uh, um, boy, have you guys seen what Harden's done? I think, I think he got over 30 points for like the 26th time last night. Guy is absolutely rewriting the uh, the scoring books uh, in the NBA his Rockets aren't doing that great, but uh, bad bad injury for my Pacers this week. Victor Oladipo, Pacers were in the three spot in the East. He's an en- ending injury for Victor. They did win on the road last night, but they had lost four straight after that, a little dejected. Takes the steam out of the Pacers really having a legitimate spot to go far in the playoffs. Uh, they're sitting in, the I think, the fifth spot now, but uh, very, very bad injury, and being a small market team like the Pacers are not able to go out like LeBron did. And, and uh, you know, this is why I dislike LeBron. Every team he's been on, he's, he, he has to start, uh, you know, trying to pull. The, what he's, what's going on with Anthony Davis yeah. is, is, is bad. And, and Chris, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. But I hate to see Anthony Davis pulled into it. He's a great guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's not what the NBA is designed for. But, hey, let me leave you with a couple other things, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Uh, Mahomes got the NFL MVP was announced, so that's uh, leading into the Super Bowl. And I haven't heard from Truth for a while on the show, but I want to congratulate the Hoosiers' overtime victory at Michigan State. That'll get them off their six- or seven-game slide. That was a much-needed win, and hopefully it'll give the, uh, the Hoosiers some momentum. Nice win. Langford played good, so it'd be, it'd be good to see uh, the – Hoosiers come back. But, guys, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'll hang up and listen.
Great stuff there from our man Brian the Insider. Uh, the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We are going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Brian touched on quite a few different things. Uh, NBA, trade demands. I mean, there's all sorts of things oh, yeah. we, we need to get to this morning. I want to encourage everyone to stay tuned. Steve, Chris, Doc, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick. We are joined in studio now by my man Brandon Bishop. We also have Sherman Hand in studio with us. We've got about 20 minutes. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to recap. We had a a big night of fights at the Paraquet Convention Center for Hard Rock MMA 105 in Shepherdsville, Kentucky last night. Brandon, you were in attendance. We also want to talk about, and and this is you know maybe a little outside of the realm of some of our listeners, but the Armored Combat League. Brandon Bishop is not only a guy who likes to get inside the cage and fight. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy uh, that a lot. Yeah. Which, yeah. That, that in itself yeah. is is is. Uh, you know, exotic or wild to a large percentage of the population, right, Brandon? Yeah, I think so. I think most normal people look at me and think I'm crazy because I just had <laughs> to get in there and fight, you know. So um, adding the armor and the weapons to it, too, man, people really look at yeah. me. Yeah, so, so so not only, <laughs> Brandon, a quick recap, amateur and pro, what's your, what's your uh, MMA records? I uh, believe I was 7-3 and three as an amateur. I'm 5-3-1 and one as a pro now. Okay, as a pro mixed martial artist. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what you also do is participate with Sherman with the Armored Combat League, the Louisville Royals. And I keep going back to this before we jump into it too much. But what that is, is you guys put on what medieval garb you guys, you describe it. You put on, uh, knight's armor and you guys fight with sort with, with not, it's called dull. What's the verbiage? So it's a blunted weapons okay so, Blunted weapons. Um, yeah, you guys so, have swords and stuff if yeah. any of our listeners are able go to armored combat league specifically louisville royals on facebook they've got some videos and that stuff gets intense yeah and yeah. you guys do this for fun yeah oh yeah it's i mean oh, it's a blast yeah, yeah. it's full full <laughs> contact it's real fighting you know a lot of people confuse it with like larping and that kind of thing or reenactments which it's not There's are you no, guys history buffs uh, well, arm armor has to be actually hist- uh, historically accurate, so okay. we we have to have we have to meet certain specifications for that. So you kind of become a history buff just because you have to make your armor meet specifications for history. Sherman, how many years ago did you get into this? Oh, I've only actually been in it for just over a year now. Okay, I uh, I found it by accident, YouTube video. Somebody What's the worst injury you guys have had with specifically this? 
Uh, us or in general in the league. Oh, okay. <laughs> people have been killed? Uh, no, but we did have a gentleman one point actually uh, had a helmet fly off and got hit at the same time with an axe, so he got a brain injury. Came back. He's fighting again. Uh, we constantly modify you got our hit safeties. by an axe? By an axe, yeah. yes. Dull axe. You know, an axe is still an axe when you dull it. Uh, <laughs> I've got one out in the car I'll show you after the show, and you can kind oh, of get you a do? feel for it. Yeah, yeah, you can get a feel for what it How is. How heavy is it? It's not light. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. the Armor and Combat League, you guys expect that we'll have some listeners who are listening to this this morning and be like, I want to join the Armor and Combat League and fight with, with swords and yeah, uh, I hope so. I hope Knight's armor. Some interest, yeah. So, um, like you said, you could look it up on Facebook. You can see some of the videos from the club. There's also a show that's airing on the History Channel right now called Night Fights. Okay. I think it's only on the second episode now. So uh, Yeah, we're in, coming up on third this coming yeah. week. Yeah. Wednesday night at 10 p.m. on the History Channel, if you want to check that out. That'll be a real good idea of what we do. They've modified the rules a little bit for the television show, but it's – the Armored it's, Combat yeah. League, and it's the guys from Armored Combat League, people that uh, Sherman and I know through the Armored Combat League that are on there full-on fighting, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, so, do you know, you remember Gilbert Smith from uh, Bellator and UFC? Yes. Uh, he was on the first episode of Night Fight, and he says, you know, I've never done, I've never done this before, but I'm going to give it a shot. And he found out very quickly that MMA does not exactly translate to armored combat. It's not. Oh, the same. I'm sure. It's not the same. <laughs> no, no, no. That's one theme that I've found, in my opinion, is no sport directly translates to another. Another. If you have a judo yeah. champion, he's going to win, regardless. If he's the best in the world, he's going to win against the whatever champion if sure. they're competing in those rules right floyd mayweather will beat conor mcgregor in my opinion in a box marcus of queensberry boxing rules right every single time sure so you're saying that the mma doesn't translate really much at all or it translates a little bit uh, there's i think there's a little similarity i think the mentality of of knowing that you're going into a fight obviously that helps um you know and, and the toughness and the physical ability is going to help but at the same time, I mean, you're you're hindered, you're breathing, you're hindered in your vision. You've got eighty to hundred pounds yeah. of gear on you. You've got Brandon knows because first time he ever jumped on, he found <laughs> out it was a, a much different deal. Your, your, your vision, like I said, is you almost become tunnel vision. Uh, your breathing is restricted because you have a helmet on, so you're breathing a lot more of your own carbon dioxide. And then adding extra hundred pounds makes your movement <laughs> extremely difficult. Yeah. And then swinging a weapon along top of that. Any practical application of this, you think? If we have a doomsday scenario, <laughs> zombies, <laughs> zombies, that's it. There you and, go. and no one has guns. What if someone had a gun? You'd be screwed. With yeah, it. that'd be it. That'd be okay. that'd be done for. So it. it'd, it'd be really hard armor. to run in armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't run real fast. Although there, are, we have guys that can move yeah. extremely quick in some of their armor. Is it a team type thing, like two on two, or how does it work? They've got different formats. So you may see one on one. Three on three, five on five, six on six. I think they do as much as 15 on 15, don't um, they? And around here, the biggest is about 15 on 15, but our biggest overall in the league, we've now got up to 100 on 100. So wow. Yeah, 100 on 100 <laughs> I didn't even was know that. Least, yeah, that was the last event they just did up at Knights Hall. Um, it was, uh, and, and what they're going to be doing over in Europe at what's called Battle of the Nations, 100 men teams. Wow. So imagine 100 men, you know, clashing on the field at one time. So the Armored Combat League has teams all across the country? Across the country and across the world. Across the world, yeah, it's international. Yeah. Is there a certain region or country that has better armored combat league teams? 
Uh, it's not so much better as bigger populations, maybe more fighters because there's more people. Okay. Um, so people like up near Knights Hall where it's a very, you know, that's up in New York, very densely. Whereas Louisville, we have, you know, maybe only 20 or 30 guys. You know, up there, they may have 50 or 60 guys. Okay. Um, it just depends on the dense of, densest of the population as to how many people. Our guys travel right now for the Royals. We've got people that travel an hour or two to get to our, our weekly practice. Weekly practice. Yep. Weekly what practice. day is your practice on? Sunday. Sundays. Sunday. You're coming out? Oh, yeah. Chris and I will be there, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Man. I'll send you guys yep. an invite. You guys yeah. got some some uh, uh, equipment that will fit Chris? Uh, <laughs> I bet. Uh, I, I bet, bet we you. do. We'll suit six, you up, man. You're 6'6", six, six, Chris? <laughs> yeah, 6'6". Six, six. I'd love to try it, man. Yeah, what, what, what do you weigh? Because mine, mine. What do you weigh, Chris? Uh, 323. 6'6", six, six, 323. You almost fit in my armor then. There you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can get you hooked up so you can try it out. So, in all seriousness, if someone did go out today, how long would it be till? You know, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, three or five classes, if you don't have any grappling experience prior, sure. three or five classes of kind of observing, learning the basics right. prior to doing any live training. Yeah. Okay. Is that the same thing? You just throw people to the wolves if they go right out there? Uh, I've, I've thrown people to the wolves before. You're like, welcome uh, to the, the, the Armored the... Combat League, Louisville Royals. Here's a sword. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, that's kind of the way they did me because yeah. I had previous experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were Random like, Bishop, yes. They were like, here you go. Here's a sword. Here's a helmet. Go fight. And uh, and I did, and I loved it. But, you know, I'm we, a different we have, type of person. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, with the different skill sets, we look at the people, too, in the backgrounds, things of that nature. But we have what's called soft kits. So it's uh, more in the, um, the, the, what do you call it, the, uh, the, the, the training with uh, soft helmets and soft swords and sure. soft shields mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So they get the feel of it. Now, you still go away with welts. I mean, somebody swings one of those things at you, you still come out with a welt. But uh, it is a contact sport, so you're not going to walk away at any point without, you know, something, feeling something somewhere. But right. that's why we have safety. The armor, you do not want to get hit with a sword or an axe without having proper armor, properly inspected, and, and we're always watching. We have referees in there that make sure that if there's an armor failure, the fight is stopped instantly. Brandon, I know you're happily married. Yes. Sherman? I am, yes. Okay. How crazy do your wives think you are? I think mine came to grips with it early on. <laughs> I was already fighting by the time her and I got together. So did this take um, it to the next level? I mean, you know, she was just she's so. She, she, how often did she just shake her head, just stare off, and just shake her head? Um, daily. Okay. But, yeah, but she's yeah, she's just gotten used it, to yeah. it now, so she humors me. I would say that's the same. Very mind, supportive, yeah. so I can't complain. We got there supportive wives. Yeah. You ever like roll her eyes? And, oh God! Oh no, my wife's Sunday. cheering and laughing oh, yeah. when I get knocked down. She's, like, <laughs> she's the first one. Oh, twinkle toes! He just fell. <laughs> that's that's my wife. She's just a big support fan. <laughs> Brandon, you train at Louisville Combat Academy. Yes, sir. We were both present for HR MMA 105 yeah. last night. Man, Shepherdsville. What an amazing night that was. Jeez, these amateurs are getting unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, every once in a while you'll go to a local MMA show and you'll see a fight where you kind of like, ah, that didn't look that great. Right. That was not the case last night. No, everybody looked wonderful last night. Uh, Adrian Jenkins and the Fergusons and everybody at Louisville Combat Academy, yourself, yep. um, you, you you guys were all there, had a presence. Yep. Lingo had Damn. a big win. Tell our, our, our <laughs> listeners who don't know, yep. first, could you describe the physical stature and who Lingo is and, and, and exactly what what brought him? Just, you know, quick summary. Okay. Lingo, please. So, 
Lingo is a rather large individual. <laughs> He's a big guy. Uh, he came through uh, from, I believe it's his uncle, Toyapu. I don't know if you've ever met him. Great guy, uh, wrestling coach over at Fairdale for a long time. That's how I met him. Um, we worked together a long time ago, and then here recently, Lingo started coming into Louisville Combat because of uh, you know knowing us from back in the day and everything. So uh, he came in with some really good wrestling skills already. Um, so really, all we had to do was give him a little bit of boxing skills and a little bit of groundwork, you know, make him familiar with where he can be in danger in jujitsu and that kind of thing. And um, so far, I mean, he's 2-0 and oh now. The showing last night was unbelievable. I know that Maurice Yarborough was a tough opponent out of Dayton, Ohio. Um, we know that he was a good wrestler, and I was kind of concerned for Lingo because a lot of times when you see two guys that match up stylistically the same, it's either going to cancel out or you'll see one guy start to dominate the other one because his wrestling skills are just better than the other. And so I was really kind of concerned about Lingo uh, going into this fight last night, not because I was worried that, um, that he may get hurt, but just that his wrestling may not be up to par. But we found out really quickly that uh, that wasn't the case. He caught Maurice with a nice, strong right hand, and I don't think Maurice wanted any more, man. He turned down, and Lingo took his back and choked him unconscious, man. So, fantastic. <laughs> I was so proud of him last night. So, nice showing from the Louisville Combat Academy. A lot of yeah. representation for the local gyms. We had Core Combat Sports, yep. Derby City, MMA, of course, uh, Apex. We had uh, uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky. Yeah, they were real. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, obviously, I am a little biased. I, I do the commentary for HR MMA. So I'm <laughs> a, an advocate of the promotion, right. of course. Um, but 105 shows in, and the, the the promotion is very much so thriving. I would say. I think they're they're really taking off, man. They're doing great. I remember I was just talking to Brandon Higdon of Hard Rock MMA uh, a while back, and he was telling me he says, you know, I've gone through my emails, and he said I've seen emails from where you were sending me stuff for your fighters back in like 2008. You know, I said, wow, man, it's been 10 years. You know, and and back then they were. They were fighting at smaller venues, smaller crowds, you know, less known guys. And in the 10 years that I've watched Hard Rock evolve, you know, he's really come up. I mean, he's got great venues, huge crowds, big followings. I mean, it's... On LiveSportsCaster.com yeah. uh, last night, there was at least a few hundred at the time that I checked, at least a few hundred people who had purchased the pay-per-view for nineteen sure. ninety nine to watch it from home. Yeah. So as the... Promotion grows. There's increased camera angles and, and pretty good footage for yeah. you to be able to watch from home. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, the commentators. Yeah, the commentary is just top, <laughs> couldn't couldn't be much more top notch. Yeah. Well, I mean, between you and Alex, I mean, you guys do a great job. Thank you very you much. Know, because it, you all, it shows that you know what's happening there. You're not just some layman sitting there going, "Oh yeah, it looks like he's going for a choke." I mean, you guys are speaking to an educated audience, and it shows. Thank you. you know. It's like a fine it. line because you, I, you don't want to talk too much uh, about the technical. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the people who are watching are just friends of the fighters, and they don't actually have I any. And I would say that first fight I ever at, well, first fight I went to on a pro was was, was um, you know, Brandon's first fight, and the his commentary. That, well, not his very first fight. That was right. a few years uh, before uh, I knew Jeff him. Holmes. Yeah, yeah Jeff, Jeff Holmes yeah. Uh, yeah. was the first fight very I nice went to here Brandon. since I've known him. And uh, you know, I, like I said, my wife. Um, 
went uh, to the rematch, and uh, she has no background in this and all, and she could follow everything because of your commentary. Oh, so wow. I was I was saying that wow. that was that's a very good that's very good when you have somebody who has no knowledge. Now she was by the time she was done, she's like, I got to get out of here. This is too much blood <laughs> because they had a, few, a little bit of blood. That oh night. my goodness! So I said like, I can't I can't stay for the last fight. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I said Derby City MMA was there last night and had a good yeah. presence. Yeah, they did. Uh, that Ben Fowler. Yeah. There was some blood. Man, yeah. That, and that he was, wanted to keep going. You could tell he wanted to keep going. Yeah, and I've been in that situation before where you catch you a have. cut. You know, and it's like, look, man, I could still – I could run the last minute of this fight and still win on decision, man. Don't take me out now, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a fighter, you're trained to just go, go, go. Until I'm dead, I'm going to keep fighting. So when a ref stops it because of a cut, man, you're really disappointed. You know, you're like, look, I, I can survive this. It's just a flesh wound. It's good. Let's go. <laughs> So for the Louisville Royals of the Armored Combat League, we have Brandon Bishop and Sherman Hand in studio with us. If any of our listeners want to, in all seriousness, I'm not expecting many people to just say, oh my God, I want, can I go train today? Can hey, I do it today? Man, you'd be Where surprised. do I sign up? You'd be surprised. Where do I sign up? I want to fight with a sword I mean, and, at, and, and at knight's event, armor. Yeah, at the event last night, I had two people walk up and approach and said, man, I'm really down for this. Please send me an invite. So I, I, for some reason, all I envision is the girlfriends or wives just going, oh my God. <laughs> That's well, that, usually that happens quite often, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, are you yeah. kidding me? What did yeah. I get myself into? Men are crazy. It, <laughs> Men are hey, crazy. Now, now wait a minute. Now we got women in our league and in our yeah. in our sport. Yeah, we've got yeah. a whole. Tell um, me more about that. I'm listening. So they have the option to fight just the other women in the league, or they can fight men or women, and a lot of them fight both. Uh, we have a we have a couple on our team ourselves, and uh, they um, they well, there's the uh, there's bigger teams like I said in bigger venues. They have a full full teams. We've only got a couple, mm -hmm. um, but they have they can field full teams. And the the last one I think the witches won at the the New World Cup. They won, they came home with the gold. The witches? What? Uh, yeah, that that's happened to be their names. Yeah, they, they, are the, they uh, actual witches? No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're a great bunch of great bunch of ladies, great competitors. But uh, but they just have their they have enough that they can field an entire team of their own. So wow, big enough venue, similar crowded like roller derby or something. Uh, they're I mean they're, probably tough women and they'll, well they'll actually get in there and fight men too yeah they Golly. have, they have yeah. the ability to choose they can do just women or men yeah. matter of fact at the slugfest last year our, our local event here that we had last year um, we had a woman go in there on the one-on-ones and she dominated several men yeah really? because her yeah. speed and and her quickness was just crazy what if you signed up for it okay your girlfriend was rolling her eyes and then she watches you go out there and get beat up by a woman <laughs> you may go home single <laughs> right I mean. or but but again like i said these are very uh most of the time uh, most not all of them but most of them compete in the one-on-one -on -one events so they're very skill oriented and it's a lot about the one-on-ones are more point oriented so right. it's about uh, proper hits and proper strikes in the proper locations um and that that's a different skill set i'm a i'm a tank guy i go out there and i'm just bowling into people type deal i get on the one-on-one -on -one events and i i keep forgetting i'm not supposed to get hit 17 times before i hit him so i, I lose out on the points a lot sherman do you lift weights uh you, 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 you said bit. you're a tank okay yeah. You do. yeah yeah you're pretty strong uh, that's I your like style you're mike tyson you want to minimize the distance and really get in there and bang 
Yeah. Well, see, um, and this is where, like I said, this is where, uh, you know, when Brendan came in, he, he found out too that, uh, and we have got a, a few of our guys to go up and train now at the, uh, the Louisville combat Academy with yeah. him. Uh, he's trying to get us all to get up there soon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Dragging them all in, we, it's not just about throwing that ax around or that sword around. Right. There's a lot of grappling because you, you can close the distance and now you gotta, cause part of the deal is you gotta get the guy to the ground. The whole deal is last man standing. So, Three points of contact, you hit the ground, you're out. You okay. don't get hit once you're on the ground anymore. It's, again, a safety issue. We've, so we've maybe a lot of clinch work. Uh, yeah, there yeah, is. There, yeah. there can be a lot of, of it. Yeah. You say grappling. Once you get them to the ground, it's over? Once right. it, yeah, it's not, the, it's not the rolling around and the grappling on the ground, but it's, it's about being able to throw a man, getting all, all the same type of grappling to get him to the ground. Um, and then doing that while he's punching you with a steel, yeah. steel hand and, and or axes or, or swords is, is a, a harder deal. But you'll see, especially when you get into the bigger melees, um, you'll see a lot of people clinched up. And sometimes you'll have three or four guys in there in a, in a big clinch while one guy is standing back just pounding on him. Because, yeah. um, you know, if I hold a guy there, he can come up from behind and just pound on him until he, he makes him submit. And then, you yeah. know, he's done. This um, seems to be a recurring theme when I have Brandon in studio, but the, the, <laughs> the primal instinct of men is what... Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's... First off, you know, I feel like there's nothing more primal than fighting. It's it's the rawest form of existence. It's, you know, you're going to find out more about yourself through fighting than you would any other. Am I going to take this shot and cower? Am I going to take this shot and come back with more... You know, how much mental tenacity do I have? Those are all questions that you don't find the answer to until you're put into that position. And so I've just fallen in love with combat because of that, you know, and I found myself on all ends of the spectrum, too. I've, I've had my will completely sucked out of me and just wanted to get out of there. And then I've went in there and completely dominated and felt like the biggest, baddest dude on earth. But again, that's the only way you're going to find out where you stand. So it's my goal to try and experience as many different types of combat as possible. I've always wanted to find out what it's like to be a gladiator, so now I know. <laughs> <laughs> Safe yeah. to say you have a pretty good perspective on that. Yeah. You've yeah. experienced that. Yeah, I mean, as, as close as you can get to what it was really like to be a knight in the 14th century, this is it. You know what's wild is I, you read a lot of stuff way back when they didn't have clean water so they'd be drinking alcohol yeah so they'd be yeah. just hammered drunk and just attacking each other <laughs> yeah. that, that, that happens yeah. here a little bit still. <laughs> <laughs> the mead was cleaner than the water yeah, man so yeah. all right we, we got some hard partying guys yeah. we, we, we do need to wrap things up here we cool. have sherman hand and of course brandon bishop of sure. the louisville royals from the armored combat league yeah. in studio with us this morning we encourage you to check them out on facebook Louisville Royals of the Armored uh, Combat League. You got it. Sherman, Brandon, thank you so much for yes, coming sir. in. Thanks Chris, for having me. we're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside my man Steve Driver. 
on Twitter, we encourage you to interact with us at the Kelly Patrick for me at WSB fourteen fifty for Steve. Steve, you rolling your eyes at my voice? It sounds pretty bad. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, uh, yeah, it sounds a little better now than it did when I went to sleep last night. I think the rest of the day, when anybody talks to you, you should just shush them. That's not my. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but that's not in my nature. So yeah, that's probably why I've lost my voice. Your voice is, would be, you know, more important than you responding to anybody. Musicians do that. I think you should just go out in public. Maybe to the mall or something. <laughs> and just insist on holding my phone up and saying, basically suggesting like that I'll text you. I'm not going to talk yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great game plan. Super. Um, I don't know what sports you want to hit on right now. Super Bowl tonight. Brian the Insider, before you had your guests in, um, started talking about the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers. And I know you were getting... A little worked up on a commercial break about that. LeBron, uh, the Lakers played the Warriors last night. Lakers uh, teammates got into it with Luke Walton. Mm -hmm. So headline reads, LeBron is about to fire Luke Walton. I would guess that they wait to see if they get Anthony Davis. Okay. In hindsight, who's the better coach, Luke Walton or Ty Lue? Ty Lue's so bad, man. Is he? Yes. I don't know that he is, he man. Is. I mean, he, he, he is, yes. Who Could Phil Jackson have went in and impacted? What would he have done? All right, who's the best NBA coach ever? I don't know. Phil Jackson, probably. Sure. Right? Certainly the, of, of, the, of the modern era, yes. Okay. So had Phil Jackson went in at any time of the LeBron era, yeah. what would he have done differently than Ty Lue? I don't think much. Well, he would have... Ran an offense. Would he have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? He runs the triangle. Ty, Lue, Ty Lue's familiar with the triangle. He played for the Lakers. Okay. Right? Now, so, you, so what I'm saying the, is this. Is is everything fits around LeBron, obviously. That's just the nature of the NBA. That's why Derek Fisher or Jason Kidd, they can go in and immediately have success as a coach with no head coaching experience. Or even assistant coaching experience. There's... See, but what he did with the Cavs, they went to four straight finals, right? But now your team is gutted for the next five years after LeBron leaves. Totally worth it? I think you and I would probably both argue, yeah. But I'm saying this is what the Lakers are about to do. They're about to get rid of Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. Ball. Lonzo Ball. Josh Hart. Is that a bad thing? A first-round pick. If they get Anthony Anthony Davis. Davis. So what I, are you I, suggesting, I'm just Steve? saying, this thing what better... What exactly are you suggesting? This, this thing better work out, or else, you know, I I think he could win with the cast that he has right now. I don't think he's trying. You don't think LeBron's trying? He just took five weeks off, came back for a game, and then they played the Warriors last night, and he sat out for overload. He called it something... I, I think he when he gets on a team, he makes his mind up, his goal is to get his team. His goal is to get his team to the NBA Finals each year. Okay, I and he, he's tactically pulling a Greg Popovich esque approach, right? Min- monitoring his minutes, and he's trying to get his team fine. to the finals at all costs. I think. How many just, consecutive years has LeBron brought a team to the finals? I don't know, nine, How, eight, or nine. The past. 
Okay, but still. The past eight or nine. I think he gets on a team and, he's, and he says, eh, I don't think this team has what it takes. Yeah. Therefore. You think that he should just think that every my, team can make it? Let's get my coach in. Um, I'm just saying, this is why people don't like him. Oh, yeah. people. Our man Brian, the insider who called in earlier, yeah. he touched on a few things. One of them was, that's why I don't like LeBron, that's what he said. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't. They don't. Yeah. I mean, I in the current climate of the NBA, as far as the officiating goes, as far as free agency goes, LeBron works the system. He does. Right? I, I would just and like to see him. if I were his agent or his coach or anyone, I would want him to do that. Okay, but would the opposite be is just him to assume that he can get his team to the finals when he can? No, I, I'd like to see him try with this cast that he has. I think. Are you a Lakers fan? No. You're a LeBron fan still. Yeah, but I, he, I mean, he's frust- he frustrates me like anybody else, you know, watching him. I think this cast that he has, what is, the Warriors have four or five wings that can shoot. He's got young guys on his team with Kuzma and Hart that I think could develop into, like. My nine-year-old son, good. Johnny, thinks if Kyle Kuzma got more minutes, he could be an MVP candidate. Is How good, how legit is Kuzma? He's good, yeah, yeah. Is he that good? But when LeBron sits out for five weeks, of course, all their numbers are going to go up, right? Yeah. I think he pl- planned. He said how many months ago that he would love to play with Anthony Davis, right? Then he sits out for two months. He got hurt. I watched that game on Christmas. All of his teammates' uh, numbers go up. Hey, now their trade value goes up too, right? I think he planned on getting Anthony Davis a year ago. And they both work for – they both have the same agent, LeBron's agency, the Clutch Sports or whatever, represents Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, it's probably going to happen, right? That Anthony Davis will end up a Laker? Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, for excitement purposes, uh, I know there's a lot of Kentucky fans locally that would like to see Anthony Davis in the, the, the limelight and have a big – you know, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm LeBron – I'd be doing the exact same thing he's doing. I'd want Anthony Davis at all costs. I'd I, want a game changer, a shot blocker, a guy who can also shoot jumpers and, and three-pointers and, yeah. and move like a guard. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. I would do what LeBron's doing. I just kind of thought maybe they wouldn't win it this year, but if you kept Kuzma, Hart, Ingram, that you could have a you could have a There's no guarantee four-year stretch where you're going to the finals every year after this year. But in a star-driven league when there's only five players on the court at a time, they haven't really a game changer, together. a once in a generation type player, which I do believe Anthony Davis is. Is what is he? Is once, he once in a generation? So you've only seen him once your entire life. No one else can do what he's done your entire life. No, okay, no. Joel, no. Joel Embiid can't do that. I think mm. I, I just think we use that too much, right? Okay, once I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. He he's what he did in his one year in college. Was substantial. Yeah, he's the best big man in the league, right? Yeah. He is. Yeah. I would say, in beyond that, he is a presence underneath. He can block shots. Yep. He can do He can do whatever he, he do needs everything. to do. Yeah, right? Yeah. He can run the floor well. Steve, what would you do to keep some of those players? Do you think they should give up some future uh, first-round yeah, picks? Yeah, but the, the Pelicans aren't going to take that. Um isn't Davis going to be a free agent after this year? That's uh, what I or thought. Or does he have one year left after that? But I, if I was the Lakers, I I know I'm not going to win it this year. I'd just wait for him to go up, get on the open market, yeah. try to keep as many of my young guys as I could. 
But yeah, I think if they want him right now, they're gonna have to send everybody. Yeah, and I don't... Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, future first rounder. They might be able to keep Josh Hart, and that's about it. That Lance don't... Stevenson. Yeah, I, I think they already sent sent an offer, and it, it was pretty weak. I'm telling you, there's five guys on the court in basketball at a time. Did you guys know that? Yep. Okay. If you have two, two of those guys are Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Magically, everybody else around them has the Rick Fox or whatever like, syndrome. Like Jordan. He, he, yeah, or Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, man, if you do that, guys like uh, there will be someone who comes out of retirement and plays a big role in a championship. But, I mean, it, it, it's a game changer. It's a game changer, guys. Yeah. Right? If you want to uh, okay. extend your I think he could do it both ways. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh my God! You, Somebody what? needs to knock so off the Golden ways. State Warriors, man. I'm just tired of seeing yeah. them win it. Are they? What? 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 My son Johnny, nine year old. I go to him. He's my go to for NBA expertise. He says there's no way the Warriors win the championship this year because KD and Draymond hate each other. Thoughts? I don't think. I think they'll make it. They'll make it work. I would think so too. What about the? What about? Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. What about the Knicks clearing this? Yeah, what a about bunch Porzingis? Of cap, a cap space, so they get rid of Porzingis because they think they're going to sign two guys this offseason, Kyrie and Durant. I bet they don't get anybody. I, you know they always mess it up in New York. James man. Dolan is like is probably the worst owner in all of sports. There's, they he won't. Is. They're a dumpster fire. And they have been for 20 years. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> when was the last time? It was local guy, Ballard Star, Allen Houston. Yeah. That's was that right. the last time they were relevant? Yeah. Yes, that was good. Well, they went to the playoffs one year with J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony. Did they? Okay. And that's it. They didn't make. They didn't win anything. No, they just went to the playoffs. That's it. Where, what's Carmelo doing right now? I, I heard that he was having dinner in uh, Indianapolis after Victor, the Bulls. Victor Oladipo got hurt. Carmelo Anthony was seen having dinner in Indianapolis. Yeah, well, the Bulls did that trade with him, and then they released him, which is... Yeah, so I'm saying... Uh, so Davis can't opt out until 2020, is what it looks like. So it was e- it would either be a trade like this or wait until after the 2020 season. So uh, I don't know, man. I-, I think it'd be a great fit for him, big time. But uh, you know, I don't know if they have enough players to get the Pelicans t- to where they want to be. Uh, <laughs> where the Pelicans want to be, I-, I don't know. I mean. Right. I, I guess you take all the young talent because your your guy's about ready to walk. Um, in hindsight, are, are, are Kentucky fans and NBA fans going to look back and say, "Man, we had Cousins and Davis on the same team. Yeah, why couldn't they make that work?" Right. In New Orleans. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're only there for one year together, right? Uh, Cousins got hurt. Uh, in my opinion, Cousins is left. legit, but his defensive efficiency ratings, I, 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 Cousins is legit. Same goes for Towns, in my opinion. Davis is on a different level. Yeah. Because you can change the game with you. I mean, you know what he can do. He can guard the three. He can guard Giannis. He can shoot at the He can alleviate some of the pressure from LeBron's defensive uh, responsibilities. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz coming at you each and every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. talking all things in the world of sports. And occasionally, we also talk about people putting on knight's armor and fighting each other. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside Steve Driver, Chris Embry. We got Doc Parks back there. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more 
of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. We got Doc Parks, Chris Embry back there running running the show from the, the back of the, uh, you know, behind the scenes, doing all the nit, nitty gritty work. It's Super Bowl Sunday, Steve. You going to watch the game? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm in it, man. You know, this is... The end of football season. After this, basketball season starts. So I like to, you know, Close. soak myself up into into the the football madness. I'm all football. You know that. I got money on the coin toss. Who's going to win? Money on everything. Kelly. As of right now, the Patriots are favored by two and a half points. Who's going to win? Uh, Patriots by three. It's going to be a close one. I I I think the Rams are going to play them tough. They really do. I like, um, I've always liked when t- teams have a defensive front. I remember when Indomitian Sue and Nick Fairley from Auburn, I remember when they joined forces on that Detroit Lions yeah. defensive mm-hmm. front. I remember when Marcus Stroud and John Henderson were the two starting defensive tackles in that 4-3 scheme for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay? I like those type, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Does, does that sound right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, in, I liked when Arizona had Calais Campbell, a monster. I love monsters. And, Aaron and he Donald. had Calais Campbell out there, and they also had some other depth. Uh, I like Haladi Nada. I love defensive tackles. Yeah, and Aaron Donald is one of the biggest freak defensive tackles you'll ever see. Okay, and in Dominican Sue, we've heard of him also. Yep. The only <laughs> wait, thing wait, is, wait, wait, you wait. have. Uh, the greatest coach ever game planning against them, right? If we, had, if we remembered Indomitian Sue right now, let's say he retired today, 20 years from now we look back on him, what would we remember him for? Well, I know you're going to say dirty, but at the same time he— well, I'm he, just trying to build a case for something. I, I He kind of did his own thing, but when he For those of play, our listeners who do dominant. not know, who have not followed Indomitian Sue very closely, what would his reputation be, Steve? Um, dirty. What was the worst thing but, he did? I mean, he didn't do an Albert Hamesworth. He stomped on a couple of people. Okay. He, he, yeah. <laughs> but why still, are you defending? Why are you defending him? Still, he, he's he's extreme. He's really good. But if you're watching the Super Bowl today, you have Pretty Boy Tom Brady, who has everything. His wife makes more money than him. He has the cleanest. So you're diet. saying you want to see this? What you want to see him maybe stomp no, on his ankle? I didn't say that. Sounds like you subliminally want to see that. No, I like, you can build a narrative for this. You have Tom Brady has everything. And across from him, just a couple feet from where he takes the center, the snap from center, there is a couple bona fide killers. Two slightly different styles. Aaron Donald is a little bit more of a a speed, 
pass rusher, Warren Sapp, whereas Indomitian Sue's maybe a little bit more Albert Hainsworth. He's taller, right? So that's cool. I love it. I love the identity of a defensive front uh, with that. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We are going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Marcus on the line with us. I know Marcus has thoughts on today's Super Bowl. How are you this morning, Marcus? Well, I'm very happy when I turned the show on and heard that Steve is on the show today. Okay, thank you. Yeah, where you going, Marcus? Because I, I know, Steve, that you're a Patriots hater. I am not. I, so I, I, had a not. Couple of, I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask you as somebody outside of Patriot Nation. And, and Kelly, I'd like to hear what you think about this, too. Because I constantly hear things about, oh, the Patriots. Well, you know, they've had all those scandals. So I, I had a question to start off our conversation. What was Spygate about? It was about uh, assistant coaches for, I think it was Mangini maybe was involved. There were some assistant coaches for the Patriots who were illegally filming, I think it was Jets practices. Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Multiple multiple teams. teams, Multiple teams uh, practices. Marcus. Marcus. I'm not a hater. No, wait, wait. Let him finish. I'm really not. Okay, but Steve, Steve, let's hear him out. Is that an accurate description, Marcus? Well, no. That's what everybody thinks. And I'm really happy that Steve mentioned the Rams walkthrough because that's the point of it. I, I recently saw some things on ESPN and read some newspaper articles that continue to refer to the Patri- uh, Patriots as, you know, the fans act like we're persecuted. Uh, the team acts like, you know, they're persecuted. And these people are like, well, we don't understand why. We don't understand why. Well, this is an excellent example of why they feel this way. The whole thing about the walkthrough about the Rams came through after the initial accusations of filming came out. And the Boston Herald ran a story that ESPN immediately picked up and and was the lead story on SportsCenter for three days in a row. That there was uh, a tape of the Rams had uh, had their walkthrough filmed by the Patriots right before Super Bowl 36, and of course that would be why the Patriots upset the Rams. What nobody ever remembers or ever mentions is just a few weeks later, the Boston Herald ran a front-page apology saying that that story had been completely fabricated, that had never happened, there was no such tape, and the guy who had told them the story and claimed that he was the source of it had been completely discredited. ESPN issued an apology to the Patriots and said, we never should have run this story without checking it. It was a big mistake, and we apologize. And the thing that irritates me about Spygate is that everybody goes, oh, the Patriots were cheating because they taped uh, the other team's practices and signals. That's completely false. What happened was, in the summer of 2007, the league sent out a memo that said, Henceforth, starting this regular season, you have to change where you're taping from. And you can only tape from these locations. Filming other teams' practices, filming their sidelines, has never been illegal in the NFL and is not illegal today. They changed the location by about 25 feet from where you were supposed to do it. Bill Belichick admitted 
that he didn't pay attention to the memo, just thought it was some nonsense from the league. So the Patriots continued to film where they'd always filmed from throughout that season. Okay, so... That's it. So, Marcus, aside from all the scandal, okay, because as I established earlier, uh, the Rams have Indomitian Sue on their starting defensive front, okay? He's known as being a dirty plater. So there's scandals on both sides, okay? Throwing those out the window, Marcus. Because no matter what, some people will always, you will admit, some people will always, whether it be deflate gate or spy gate or what was the other one? The tuck, the, 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 the Brady rule. Okay, whatever it is, some people will always call Brady and Belichick cheaters. But substantively, as far as production, if we focus on that, how great is Brady? How does he have to win today to surpass Michael Jordan as the greatest athlete of our generation? Uh, I have no idea why he would bring up Michael Jordan, who wasn't even the best basketball player. Uh, and compare him to Tom Brady, uh, that seems ludicrous to me. Though Tom could go pack his bags, go home right now, never pick up another football, and everybody would already know he's the greatest quarterback that ever played. True. Uh, if Michael Jordan can uh, throw down a reverse dunk from the baseline when he's 67 years old, 67. you call and let me know because Dr. J can do that, and I am guarantee you Michael Jordan cannot. <laughs> Can Dr. J do that right now? Is that what you're saying? Is there video of that? I don't that? know about right now, but it was a couple of years ago. They uh, had a documentary out about him, and they start out the documentary. The guy shooting it asks him, he says, hey, you know, there's a rumor out there that says you can still dunk. And Irving looks at him like he's crazy, and he goes, who told you that? But then at the end of it, they show him dribble down the baseline, go up and slam down a reverse dunk one-handed at 60 I guess he's 65 when the video was shot. Okay, I know this is a different topic entirely, but do you rank Dr. J as a greater basketball player than Michael Jordan? Well, let me put it to you this way. The league didn't move the three-point line in several feet to help Julius Irving make three-pointers like they did Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a product of being a great basketball player and his own personal hype machine like Gatorade commercials and ESPN, which had nothing else to talk about, in the utterly watered-down, worst, weakest years in the history of the NBA. Julius Irving wasn't scoring 27 points a game against, let's see, who was it, the Vancouver Grizzlies, who won like 12 games a season, the Toronto Raptors, who won about 15 games a season. The NBA was a joke. Okay. There were 250 guys good enough to play in the NBA, but they had 400 guys playing in it. Okay. If you ask me to name who I think the five best basketball players of all time were, Michael Jordan does not make that list. Wow, okay. Well, Marcus, as always, we appreciate your contribution to the weekend sports buzz. Before we let you go, anything else you need to get out there? Well, yeah, we didn't get to talk about the Patriots. So I, I appreciate your comments about... Uh, in Damakon Sue, who I think is a great player, uh, and Aaron Donald, who is the current uh, best defensive player in the game. I think he got the award for the second year in a row last night. Yep. But here's why that's not going to matter today in the Super Bowl. The best offensive line coach in the history of football coaches offensive line 
for the New England Patriots. The years when they weren't doing very well, where they had some struggles in the playoffs, is because he briefly retired for two or three years. He came back. They've been in the Super Bowl four out of five years. So those two guys will get blocked. Tom might get sacked once or twice in the second half. I mean, in the first half, but in the second half, there'll be nothing. I doubt he'll even get touched in the second half. The way they beat the Rams, you have to slow the, the Rams' run game down. You get Bill Belichick, the greatest defensive mind in the history of football, two weeks to figure out how to do that, so that'll get accomplished. And then you have to make Todd Gurley beat you. I mean, not Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff. What does Jared Goff struggle against? Man-to-man coverage. Who plays man-to-man more percentage of their snaps on defense than any team in the NFL? The New England Patriots. So I look for the Patriots to get a lead and win 41-31. Wow. Okay. Well, Marcus, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Don't worry. I'll call the brag. <laughs> All right. I'm not rooting against the Patriots. No, and I'm not either. I, Are you not? No, I, when I watch them, when I watch them play the Chiefs, I appreciate greatness. And uh, my wife watched that game with me. She doesn't like the Patriots because they win so much. And I'm just, I'm in awe. They get the ball with two minutes left, and they're down four. And I know that the Patriots are going to win. And a part of me likes that. Remember when the Raiders had, when John Madden was the coach, and the Raiders had a reputation as being dirty in Los Angeles, right? That was a little bit before my time. Okay, but yeah, you, you're aware of it. Sure. And that was their reputation as they were the Raiders. And everybody embraced that in that part of the country. Mm-hmm. What if we, the so I mean, as far as narratives go, what if the Rams win and, and Dominican Seuss stomps on somebody's head? <laughs> that could very well be. You Let's know, be, hey, a couple things. I'm not things. saying it has to be Brady. You hey, know? what's crazy not about that. the uh, Patriots offensive line is I read they don't have a guy drafted Starting on the offensive line in the first three rounds. There's no way that holds up. It, my gut right now, that sounds like, I'm not going to say gimmicky. I mean, sounds like they've got that offensive line coach. Offensive line starters off the top of our head. They're all nobodies. It's just schemes. Gronk's one of Scar- the best run-blocking tight ends. Dante Skarnecchia is the okay. offensive line coach, okay? Yep. And looking over his Wikipedia page, I mean, this guy clearly is a good coach. But I do think at some point, talent... Trump's uh, gimmicks or, or schemes, right? You can't say that about the Patriots. I, I can. Oh, so they. they I, had... I, I think Aaron Donald and 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 Dominican Sue are going to have a big day. That's fine. Just based on my gut, Kelly. That's fine. They they could easily win the game, but the Patriots have been the eight Super Bowls with different players. A lot of them not having. You know, they won five of them not having the most talent on their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Hogan, Juliet. Julian Edelman, they're not known for really burning people and I getting think open, right? Athleticism, really, at some point, in when the big, when the the microscope is at its biggest, I think talent and athleticism can trump the schemes, man. I'm just saying that's my gut. Well, maybe, I'm just saying, maybe, man. I'm saying with the offensive line, what's the strength of the the Patriots? Um, their schemes and finding talent to fit. They're what they want to do. It's magic. Scouting. Yeah. Yeah. Scouting. Identifying talent to fit what they want to do. What, the are, best. what are the chances that Dante Sarnecchia, the guy who's been a part yeah, of the off and on, been a part of the Patriots staff since 93, 
If you go okay. player for player. What are the player, chances that he is intimately familiar with the process of getting around the rules and secretly recording his hey, opponents? Hey, I'm, I'm with you. With cameras. Hey, there's videos. You could look it up. Goodell destroyed the Spygate tapes. Nobody knows what's on it. I'm, I'm with that. But if you go player for player, the Rams have more talent on their team. The Patriots just do it better. They're favored in this game with having less talent. Than the Rams do. They, oh, I, I know. It's amazing. And I'm not a, doubting that they are, in fact, the evil empire. The Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now where we have our man Blue is on the line with us. Blue, how are you this morning? Well, you say, Kelly... Hey, no. I'm, I'm doing good, man. Hey, hey, Kelly, I hope you get better, man. But <laughs> the you. worst thing to tell a, a, a person that's hosting a talk show is to get more rest. But appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, enjoy your guest as well. Let me move around a little bit, start with Louisville. Uh, I, I like watching Louisville, Louisville play. They play good ball, man. They got a great coach. I'm sure the fans are a little disappointed. But, hey, I'm telling you, man, they shouldn't be discouraged because Louisville plays good ball, man. Wait till Matt gets his players in there. Yeah. Moving on to Kentucky, man, and, and I'm not going to say anything about Calipari. I'm not going to say what kind of shoes he had. I don't want to get, you know, talked about. But uh, whenever you got a – and I know Calipari is not used to having shooters. When, when you got a, um, you know, a, a pure shooter like J- Jamal Baker, man, and, and of course, Tal is a hero, point intended, uh, you, you you should make, you know, like screens and picks for him. You notice when Jamal comes in, man, he, he can't wait to get the ball, but when he gets it, somebody's in his face. Why don't Calipari, and I know about basketball myself too, why don't he, you know, set picks and screens and come off of man? Sometimes Baker be in the game, man, don't even get a shot off before he goes back out of the game, man. I mean, he's a designated shooter, man. Ugh, it makes me sad when I see that, man. But anyway, that was a big, big win for him on the road, man. I, I liked it. I liked the fight in him, man. Even then, when they got behind by, what, 17 in the second half, they came back. I still would like to see Baker shoot more shots, though. Okay. And now to, to the NFL, uh, fellas. Okay. You know, I hate, I hate, that's a strong word, but when players are a disruption to the team and prevents the team from being, you know, the best they can be, like Pittsburgh Steelers, for example, you know, I don't care how good a player you are. The, the GMs should say, hey, I don't care what this guy's like, man, he's so good. Get him somewhere else, man. He's causing disruption, man. And and I like to see the Steelers play play the Patriots today. They beat him once this year, I think. I'm sure they did. And it would be a great game, man. I mean, I still I still think the Patriots will win it all, man. But man, it's just making me sick, you know. Uh, people like uh, Antoine uh, Walker or Bell or whatever his name is. They 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 cause disruption, man. It's not good, it's not good for the team, man. And to the basketball, same way in basketball, NBA, uh, Kyrie Irving sound like a little housewife, man. Quit crying, Kyrie. You're making millions, man. You and LeBron too. I don't cry. Great job, man. Ask me July first. Come on, man. Just play ball and have fun, man. Hey, I enjoy your show, fellas. We know you do, Blue. We, we, we really appreciate you each and every week. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing yeah. from you next Sunday. I'm, I'm with you, too, Blue. I, I hate the uh, disruptive players, Antonio Brown, um, Kyrie Irving. Uh, this is what Kyrie wanted. He wanted to go to his own team and, and be the leader. Now he's complaining about a lack of leadership. Um, it's kind of hard to understand. Um, now you see LeBron trying to maybe get back with him. I don't know. We... We are devoted to doing Super Bowl talk on Super Bowl Sunday. However, there is a low-hanging fruit. Uh, Kentucky basketball. Current state of Kentucky basketball, Chris. They're, they're doing really good right now. Um, 
they started out slow. That's one of the problems with this team. They're, uh, they start out slow, and they're trying to dig their way out. Um, if they can get past that, I think they'll be all right. But, uh, you know, they went on the road yesterday. Uh, didn't look too hot against Florida, but uh, they took care of business. And uh, uh, Tyler Hero, hey, he comes through, hits some big shots. Uh, P.J. Washington had a great game. Uh you know, it's they've got all the pieces to to go as far as they want to go. They just need to start out uh, in these games a lot more energetic than they have been. Well, Florida's defense in the first half looked super intense compared to the second half. It looked like you know two completely different games. They still got open looks in the first half. They were just right missing a lot of them. Right, and yeah. the second chance, all the second chance buckets. Oh yeah, Florida got yeah. Um, yeah, that's the other problem. Um, they're normally one of the best def- uh, defensive rebounding teams out there, um, but they let a lot of them go by last night or yesterday. And, uh, you know, whatever he done at halftime, he corrected, Calipari corrected the issue, and uh, uh, they come out looking a lot better. Yeah. We are going to get back to the Super Bowl, but for the time being, quickly – we have Doc Parks. Our man Chris Embry is doing a great job this morning of doing double duty. He's on this side of the glass right now as a host. He's also training our man Doc Parks. Doc, can you hear us? Can, can we hear you? I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Okay, I yes. want to introduce our man Doc Parks to the, right. to the show and to our listeners. He is um, going to be a part of the show going forward. Doc, you're a Kentucky guy also. That's true. So for those of our listeners, Blue and, you know, Everybody out there, we know that they listen. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Kentucky win yesterday? Uh, I didn't watch the game. I was at the uh, prepping uh, Terry Coulter for the fights. Oh, okay, you were with your buddy, your, your teammate. I did hear about it. Uh, it's always great to beat Florida. That's one of my favorite teams to beat uh, over and over. Um, What's the ceiling for this team? What are your expectations? Chris, you, you're still sticking with national championship I won't say national championship or bust unless I'm teasing you. Well, but Doc, uh, right? Well, uh, this year, uh, not national championship. I'd I'd enjoy it if we went there, and it's not an expectation. I, th- I think that it will be an easy road for us at least. If we get there, I, I would be slightly surprised, perhaps. I think at least a good Sweet Sixteen run. Duke's gonna win it. Uh, more than likely is how I feel. Uh, it's very sad to have to admit, but. What about Cal? There's no reason to ever consider getting rid of Cal. State of the Union address for Kentucky basketball. Are you a big Cal supporter? Would you say you're a Cal defender? I'd certainly defend Cal. Um, He's easily the best coach we've had since, I'd say, Joe B. Hall. Uh, Oh, taking a shot at Rick there. I heard that. (laughs) Right, Steve? Yeah. That's what he did. Uh, Is Joe B. Hall really a better coach than Rick? Uh. Rick brought three teams, to three different universities to the Final Four, and he won titles with two teams. I know one of them was vacated, and I, that's okay. You're an educated better, Kentucky fan, Kentucky Doc. Coach? I know you have opinions. Better Do Kentucky you, coach or better coach overall? I think Joe B. Hall did more with Kentucky than Rick Pitino did. With would you say that Rick started off in a, a more difficult spot than Joe B. Hall did? Certainly. Okay. Um, now I, I I am a Rick fan. That's okay. If you know, I, I I'm curious about your you know takes on that thing. You, <laughs> Steve? Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna I, I was just reading a text. Our man Gary Love um listening and co host sometimes responding to Blue 
I don't know if you want me to chime in. Yes, please. Let's hear what Gary he said, had to say. Uh, Baker had four wide open three point attempts yesterday. Just wasn't falling for him. And, and uh, Hero gets baseline picks uh, the majority of the game. Uh, they call more screen action for him. So uh, Gary always given the, uh, that's very accurate. To, to yeah. Blue. Uh, I don't think Baker has come through the way uh, he was expected to so far. Um, he's still f- getting a feel for uh, the game, and uh, you know he'll he'll start hitting those shots. Uh, he's just um, not used to this big stage yet. I mean that's a big transition from high school to there. And I, of course he sat out the whole year last year, but it's not the same if you don't get on the floor and actually get that experience. So I think he'll do just fine. We've got uh, plenty of shooters out there right now, even without yeah, him. Yeah, and I don't know. The the big test, they play Tennessee with February 16th. That's going to be a tough one, man. And uh, I, I predict you might a loss. Play, you might play them three times this year. That's I right. Mean, that's probably what it's looking like. But um, I don't know. Let's wait and see what happens in those big games because I, I just think it's a long season. It's hard to get You know, everybody's – Giving their best shot to Kentucky when they come to town, right? Yeah, and absolutely. I don't know. It's a long season. I th- I don't think the SEC is that great this year. You have three teams at the top, right? I mean, just I wouldn't worry about these um, games really. Yeah. I, I just worry about how I looked against Tennessee and LSU, and, and that'd probably be about it, right? I mean, you beat North Carolina, you beat Louisville. Well, uh, Michigan, or I'm sorry, Mississippi State might give us. Um, Another Come game. on, Chris, get out of here. But you're right. I mean, it's Kentucky is at Kentucky and Tennessee, and then you've got a huge drop off, and then you got the rest of the teams. Okay, so we got our Kentucky basketball fix. Okay, on back to the Super Bowl. Yes, because Indomit Sue is going to be stomping on people's heads <laughs> left I, and I know this is the no. narrative you're trying to push. Hey, let me ask you this. It is the narrative I'm trying to push. Why would we not? It's football. We just had people in here who fight in Armored Combat League, okay? Yeah. People like barbarians. Do you hear my voice? Yes. That's that's the voice of a barbarian. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, let me ask you this. I am a firm believer that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, there's not much Absolutely. denying that. Um, with that said, what do you think would have happened if, like um, – he was drafted by the Cardinals. We, oh God, we don't know, man. I mean, it, 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 would 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 if Rick Pitino uh, had went to the went to the Celtics and, like the ping pong ball said, gotten Tim Duncan, the 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 the, the numbers suggested he was going to get that generational player. Would Tim Dunk would Rick Pitino be viewed in the same esteem as a current day Greg Popovich? I don't know, man. That's all speculation. What's your opinion? I don't know. Because Belichick, it's, it's Belichick was not very good with your Browns. He had one win, winning season. I think it's the last time they w- they won a playoff game was with Belichick. But I think he was there for three years, maybe, and his other two seasons weren't that great. But um, I don't know. It's, it's it's crazy to think about. I mean, Brady's first year, his f- first Super Bowl that he played in against the Rams – I think he only had like 175 passing. Oh yards. yeah, that was kind of his reputation I mean, yeah, prior. Game manager. There's so many different um, eras of the Tom Brady era. Did I articulate that correctly? There's it so is. many different little. Yeah. So, remember in 2007 when <laughs> Randy Moss fell to me in the fourth round of my fantasy draft. Yeah. Fourth round, and then <laughs> and he put wow. up just the craziest. We all remember that. Yeah, I know. People still talk, well, come up to me and say it to me on the street. While he played, you know. It, 
it changed to uh, air it out 5,000 yards past. 2007, what numbers did he put up? I mean, he has – what you alluded to earlier was in his first Super Bowl, he put up like 100 yards. He was a game manager, right? Yeah. Clearly, the Parcells and Belichick tree, okay, with Drew Bledsoe and, and uh, that receipt, that tight end, what was it, Ben Coates? Is that right? No, so anyways, they had some momentum. They made the Super Bowl prior to Tom Brady ever being in the NFL. So they had some momentum going. But he came about, he had different incarnations of what it looked like. He would feed Corey Dillon yeah. the ball sometimes. You know, he had a, a little Kevin Falk, Dion Branch, Dink and Dunk. Then he really a aired it out. What's that? A, a good defense. They had a veteran, they had a veteran, a veteran uh, defensive team with Teddy Bruschi, Vrabel, uh, Seymour, and all those guys. Rodney Harrison. Re- resurrected his career, had success with the Chargers, then resurrected his career with the Patriots. That was the identity of their team, right? It's just, oh, well, they've got all these col- – there were studies about how they drafted people who, who were college-educated. They were smart players, okay? Then they've had to do it in different ways now, completely different, opposite of that, with no experience on the defensive side, right? Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, if we're going to sing the praises of, of Tom Brady, if we're going to sing the praises of Tom Brady, we we need a few more hours. Yeah, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Um, but I don't know that that's just, the, I don't know that that's the narrative I want to spin. I'm all about Indomik and Sue and the the barbaric side of football. So rather than seeing a good game tonight, you would rather see him stomp on somebody. No, no, and then win. Oh, so. You're, I don't like sissies. I don't like sissies. You're cheering for the Rams. Hard. I'd say, yeah, lo- yes, I am cheering for the Rams for that. I, I don't like sissies. I don't like where they're like, oh my god, did he touch the quarterback? And I'm not trying to sound like I'm super tough guy. What about or when anything. they dive at the legs? Uh, it, I know exactly what you're saying. It's what about getting... when they dive at the legs? That rule was actually changed because of Tom Brady too. Yeah. From when, uh, for the Ravens, that cornerback who was it, Berryman or Pierman, dove at his legs and mm-hmm. broke it. I mean, I'm not. Completely opposed to trying to, you know, for MMA, for example, they don't allow eye gouging. Right? They don't. So so if you wanted a truly barbaric sport, you would allow growing shots and you would allow everything. I think you should allow headbutts. I'm a Joe Rogan believer in that sense. Sure. Headbutts are value. Have you ever headbutted someone, Steve? You can do it in combat sambo. I've headbutted your brother, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Headbutted your brother pretty good. He's still feeling the effects. It doesn't. He has CTE. It doesn't hurt the person near as much who's doing the headbutt as it does the person who's receiving the headbutt. Yeah, I, I can see that. But back to uh, the football game. <laughs> okay, guy. so I don't mind them cleaning it up a little bit for the sake of selling. But I don't like um, – I don't, I don't know, man. I like football play. I like football coaches because they're ruthless. When, when Satterfield came in and everybody's like, oh, he's such a gentleman. He, he doesn't cuss. He's a gentleman. He's a Southern Southern Bell. That made me nervous. That makes me naturally nervous. I mean, it's a, a football coach. Absolutely, I'm the same way. I, I, no one's called him a Southern Bell. I got carried away. <laughs> but so, I don't think there's um, any place for that in football. Now Satterfield, behind the scenes, he he very well may be a, a tyrant, which I hope. I hope he's not nice behind the scenes. You hope he's doing like Bounty Gate and stuff. Bounty, yeah, Bounty Gate. I'm a big advocate of the Bounty Gate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What did they do wrong? What was so bad about that? I don't understand that uh, one either. The uh, money, the money aspect. Are we, are we protecting amateurism? Is the NCAA somehow involved? They, yeah, what, what, NFL what's, what's can make money try off. to kill someone. Right. It wasn't sanctioned by the NFL. I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> they they um, were trying to injure people. I know they were trying to injure people, but I'm saying it's up to the refs to call if they do something illegal. Then you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. We know they're trying to be very aggressive and physical with each other. Yeah. I don't I don't get that. And the refs allowed way too much in those Brett Favre, Kurt Warner games where they just did destroyed they? Yes, they destroyed those quarterbacks. None of those calls would be legal now. In you in your in agreeance with the current um, state of, of the rules some, versus ten, yes. fifteen years ago. Well, for the most part, yeah. Uh quarterback more most important position in what player? All sports. Let's keep those guys healthy. They drive revenue. They you know what you gonna have Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady both injured for the AFC Championship game. Come on now, you got to protect those guys. Even if it's some of it is cheap, it's for the betterment over the, for the overall. What narrative going forward do you want to see from the NFL that will come from today? Tom Brady's the greatest. Oh my God, I love him. His wife's beautiful. That comes from today. Um, I just want to see a good game. That's so. If 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 Brady throws for five touchdowns and four hundred yards, I don't think it's a bad thing if the Patriots win for the NFL. Right. I, really I agree. Don't, I don't remember about a year ago, or I don't know when was the height of the uh, uh, political interjection into the NFL, where people were saying, "Where you?" We all heard them. People were year, saying, "I'm not watching ago. the NFL anymore. No thanks." Uh, Colin Kaepernick. I'm. You know. Uh, you know. There. There's. Uh, legendary Randy Phillips is his name that would say I'm burning my Nikes you know when was it when was it the last year two years ago about two uh, years wh- ago where do we stand as a country on that right now I think they lost some fans that never came back actually I, uh, I think so too but there's still too many people in the world for that's to right. Make a dent, right it's still the biggest sport in the United States is it oh yeah it's not going anywhere yeah some people do believe football is going away. Uh, p- parents aren't signing their kids up for it. It's You're right rate. about that. The- my kids are 9 and 10. My son, he would like to play football. His mom won't let him. And I, I honestly, uh, I'm like, okay, my that's, you know, that's the, yeah. the kid's mom. She didn't want to. That I'm movie. I, I, I support, I'm okay with that, selfishly. So right. as much as I love the barbaric side. You just don't want I'm to I'm okay with years. my son, my 9-year-old son not doing yeah. football. For some reason, football. Football, I think, well, is I, I think football is crazier than MMA. I'll say that. What percentage of the population makes it to the NFL? I mean, I, I still think – I don't think there's going to be a lack of talent okay. that just disappears, right? You think the next time Khalil Mack comes along, he's still going to play football? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think so, too. We uh, need Somehow, if we could get Khalil Mack on this Los Angeles team for today's game – who is the one guy? Alden Smith. Yeah, that's your. That's I need Alden players. Smith to to be the the, the outside outside linebacker or maybe you know defensive end or whatever on this team. I want to recreate that Madden led the Raiders. That was hey, I'd, awesome time too. I'd be man. a fan if my defense was uh, feared because they they hit too hard. Yeah, right? I, I like Vontae. I'm a bang, lifelong Bengals fan. If I'm being honest, Monte perfect. I don't, impa- I don't like imp- him. I know you don't. No one does. I know. Chunk. I know. No one does. I do. And he's an idiot. I admit he's an idiot. It's detrimental to the team oftentimes. Same with Pac-Man. I hear a lot of Bengals fans do like him, though. So yeah, I so, like him. So maybe if he was on my team, I would. Um, Is Vontae perfect? 
his current reputation has that exceeded what Indomitian Sue had going for him? Oh my gosh, yes. Is Vontaze he perfect? Just the cheapest. Have as big of a, a, a name as is Sue. I mean, he's not. Yeah, he does as famous. Who else uh, was in a similar vein in recent years? As far as dirty players. Albert know. Hainsworth had that one charge. where he, 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 against the Cowboys, where the guy's helmet popped off. You guys remember that? Yeah. I forget the center's name, but I think it was the starting center for the Cowboys. His helmet popped off in <laughs> six foot seven giant defensive tackle Albert Hainsworth with cleats on stomped on his face. Oh, my God. Do you face. have, uh, so what's your prediction on the game? <sighs> I do need to make a prediction, don't I? It's a, it's a two and a half point spread. Um, uh, a lot of people, I saw, I read an article today that somebody yesterday just put over a, a million dollars on the Rams, and they uh, correctly picked the Eagles last year. They made like $25 million off the Eagles last year. Wow. They call him Better X. Oh, so nobody knows who this yeah, is. Yeah, he's anonymous, but he he's makes a ton of money off sports gambling. He took the Rams. I, do th- I think it's going to be a close game. I, I really do. I do too. Uh, but if it comes down to um, a minute and a half left in the game, and the Patriots are down three, Patriots are winning. I, I think I'd still put all my money on the Patriots to win. Yes, they somehow pull it out every yeah. time when it's that close. I'm uh, going to have the Patriots. I'm sorry, the Rams. I'm predicting the Rams win 34-24. And Dominican Sue has some big plays. Aaron MVP. Donald, what's that? And Dominican Sue is going to win the MVP. And Dominican Sue's the MVP. Or. <laughs> Or Aaron Donald. Are we making MVP predictions? I mean, do you really want to back me into a corner like that? One of the, the def- those two guys will be the defensive. Equally will, will be the, the MVP. Who, what's uh, the coin toss going to be? <laughs> do you like those side, you know, those? Oh, I love them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't get into the real obscure, you know, how long is the national anthem? How long will it take for Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? Over one minute and 47 seconds? Oh, it's or- easy over. Or under one minute. Oh, why? Why do you say it's easy? Because I, I would imagine they came up with one minute, one minute and forty-seven seconds, based on something. Why? Why do you say it's, it's just my prediction? Well, she, I mean, I, I'd love to hear some rationale. She it doesn't sound very rational. Vocal uh, acrobatics a lot, so it, it strings out the. Who is Gladys Knight? Do I know her? Chris. Yes. So she's she's hams it up a little. She's probably the Who best. Who set this line though? Who set this line? Vegas, and you know they they do yeah, research on be this. Right on the, Right on the money, but um, what color Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning coach? Right. That's See, the, that, Kelly, that's the real question. Okay? Will Gladys Knight forget or 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 omit a word from the no. national anthem? No, I don't uh, think no. So. Is, people are listening at home. Write all this down. I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm heating up. All right. Will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? So a minute forty seven. I think so. I think there'll be one. Below. So all it takes is a Randy Moss just deep ball. Yes. Yeah, but he's not. He's not on the Patriots anymore. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is Tom Brady knows how to hit people deep. He does, man. They really don't have a deep guy on their team, though. You're right. You know? That's a, But you could also break through with a uh, running play. I mean, will either team score in the first six and a half minutes of the game? Score. Yes. Yeah. Yes, at least a field I think goal, yeah. field goal. Yep. Okay. Which team will score for first, Patriots or the Rams? See, that's tough. Here's I mean, the, coin toss and everything. Here's the thing: if the Patriots get the ball, if they win the coin toss, I think they'll elect to re- receive. Like, a, like uh, 
I think it'd be smart for the Rams to try to receive the kickoff because if the Patriots get the ball, they'll do like an eight-minute drive to start the game and score a touchdown. It really just crushes your momentum. They did it against the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't score in the first half. I think the, the Patriots receive the ball and just go on an eight-minute drive, score. But who, which player will score the first touchdown of the game for scoring uh First to be touchdown. specific, it wouldn't count as the quarterback. So the majority of people are voting for Rob Gronkowski. I, I'm, I'm you guys have more. heard of him. Steve, we haven't even talked about how much of a Gronk homer you are. I'm going more. We haven't got Sonny to that. Michelle, James White for my first touchdown. Okay. Would you admit you are a Gronk homer and you like it when he says childish things in press conferences? Um, I I think I, I like I saw a lot one of time where, players. Where, where someone said that something about the, the, the number 69. Yeah. And he just started going, yeah, 69. <laughs> he He's a big childish kid, man. He is, he is. And I don't hate him. Yeah. He seems really dumb, too. But he, he plays into it, doesn't he? Do we think Gronk is dumb? Doc? Yes. I think he plays it up, man. What do you think, Doc? What do you think the uh, largest book he's ever read is? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys think, Chris, play, you, you think, playbook. Do you think he's dumb? If I, I was dumb, I would probably figure it out and then try not to act like I was dumb, right? I don't know. He does. He does some cool stuff, man. I mean, he. he <laughs> like, how dumb are we talking? What's the, right. What's the benefit of playing dumb? <laughs> as dumb as he plays, rather. We know he's having fun. Because he, yeah, yeah, exactly. The benefit is, is that he's he's the he he's it transcends sports culture. He's into pop culture, right? He's you want to go take a cruise with Rob Gronkowski and party with him and bong a beer with him and then smash the can on your head. You, and that's his he he's uh playing up to a a, a an image. I've that's noticed right. a lot of Patriots celebrating before this even game has started. Did you see Robert Kraft on stage with yes. Cardi B? What the and heck are they doing? Cardi B. Robert Kraft with Gronk Cardi B. And <laughs> Gronk and Tom Brady like um dancing celebrating at these at these uh pep rallies pep rallies yeah it's kind of i've never really seen that before they canceled their walkthrough yesterday it's a confident move maybe they yeah it could scare the opponent hey steve have you ever bonged a beer through a, a beer bong and then smashed a can onto your head never have you ever smashed a beer can on your head um no okay have you ever bonged a beer yes chris have you ever bonged a beer yes what does doc, this have doc? to do with the game never Never bonged a beer. Do you drink? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bourbon guy, but I don't drink frequently. Okay. What does this have to do with the game? Is that what Rob Gronkowski is going to inevitably be doing when they win? That's right. Smashing beer cans on his head. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. I want to thank Chris Embry and Doc Parks for the spectacular production work for the show this morning. I want to thank Harvey, the cute picture on, on, on Steve's phone. Everyone join us next Sunday from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.